to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And HBO Max is about to be on fire. TV, that is. Yeah, and it's about fucking time. Because it's been, what, since May? When did it come out? Yeah, HBO Max came out in May. And it's been, I don't know how many months that is. It's a lot of months <laughs> to not be on. Uh, Am- in 2020, that's about, uh, carry the three. 14 years. <laughs> 14.7 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we've gone, however many months that is, without, some people might not have had the ability to actually stream. I had a long day, so I refuse to do the math in my head. So. Mm, I see. <laughs> Some people might have not been able to stream it because they didn't have, like, a game console or mm. whatever. Like, I know most people have other things. But... Yeah, they, I think we're not even a, I want to say they were on Xbox, but not PS4 for a little while. I'm thinking specifically of people like your parents who have, like, a TV, uh, what's it called, a cable box or whatever. Mm. But they don't subscribe through their cable company. Well, that was just a lot of corporate politics yeah, yeah. where Comcast wanted people to go through yeah. their box yeah. rather than straight to HBO. Exactly. So they, there was a lot of issues with that shit. Yes. But yeah. So that's good news. I guess maybe we can set them up whenever we're there next. So well, I mean, I, that's fine. Like, what, you think like 20 bucks a month would yeah. be pretty good? <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, November 17th, Tuesday, officially, HBO Max will be available on Fire Tablets and Fire TVs for anybody who's been waiting for it. And uh, according to the press release, it means about 40 million more people will have access to HBO Max. So I don't know if that math includes. Yeah. If that math includes people (laughs) who like don't already subscribe. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not sure where they get the math, but in theory. Well, it's probably just based off how many devices are out there. I mean, Amazon's always putting them on, dare I say it, fire sales. All right. (laughs) They do have a lot of fire sales. So I'm glad that they they all just figured out whatever the fuck they were talking about together and finally pulled the trigger because we're they in... They fired the shot. Yeah, did they? <laughs> At least we know now. Who started the fire? It was HBO. <laughs> well, I definitely know we didn't start the fire. You sure about that? <laughs> Well, I mean, it looks like uh, streaming services and media giants are, like, maybe cooperating a little bit these days. They kind of probably realize they both need each other. Mm-hmm. As we saw, uh, Peacock. So like, uh, and whales Ro- and plankton. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got the plankton part. Whales and plankton. The person who's suing someone yeah or accusing someone yeah they just bring a whale whales are the lawyers of the sea i don't know if you do (laughs) why they're so big they take on a lot of cases you're right they they get they stress you a lot yeah (laughs) maybe i'm a lawyer um yeah so i guess because peacock and nbc universal or whatever came to an agreement with roku i think it's september so maybe we can all just be adults and agree that everybody should be able to fucking get their service. Regard, like, if I'm willing to give you money to see some shit on your service, you should provide it to me in any way that I want it. You mm. know what I mean? So it's just them trying to prevent competition from succeeding, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Comedy Central has a app that is on Xbox, but the only provider that doesn't work 
for is Comcast. Yeah. So it used to, but then they did some bullshit drama with their contract, and now we can't use it through the provider. So dumb. So we just don't get to use that app. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. The streaming wars are on full swing. Indeed. Pretty soon we'll be paying $500 a month. God, I hope not. To watch things. <laughs> we'll get exactly to the point where we were before we had all these individual streaming services. And we were like, it'd be better if it was all just in pieces. Give it to me a la carte. Yeah. Okay, okay. I want the buffet. I want the buffet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the buffet is better. Whatever. Yeah. Well, on the topic of streaming services, it's another week with more releases. Yep. Until you can't afford those services, and then you have to cancel. <laughs> yeah. Until then, Netflix came out with a strong lineup of pre-Thanksgiving Christmas movies. Yeah? Did they? Yeah. A okay. really strong lineup. Okay. Uh, but first off, November 17th, they have Kevin Hart. It's a stand-up comedy act, I'm assuming, called Zero Fucks Given. Okay. The U is a star, uh-huh. but I was able to decipher it. That's good. I'm glad you were able to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I put all of my uh, uncharted type stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> figured it out myself, you know? Yeah. Impressive. You know, had to dodge a couple boulders. Yeah. Swing on some vines, but I got it. Yeah. November 19th. Here we go. This is where we're getting good. The Princess Switch switched again. Ugh. Why? I think did we you... referenced this last week. I know. I literally made up a title that sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said the princess, Christmas princess again or something. <laughs> Here is, here's the description of this film on Netflix. This is a, a new release film for Netflix. Yeah. The sequel to the princess switch featuring Vanessa Hudgens playing the role of a down to earth baker and a prince's wife. Yeah. I remember this one from last year. Okay. The the not again one, you know, the original. The, the, the original. <laughs> the princess switch or whatever the fuck it was called. So I, I guess it's like they just flip yeah. who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a, a civilian, whatever the fuck you call it, like a non-royalty person alike. who is magically gorgeous and looks just like Vanessa Hudgens, who happens to be a princess. So they're mm. both played by her. And then... For some reason, the princess one is, like, unhappy and doesn't want to marry the prince. But then the poor one is like, yes, I would like to marry a prince, please. So this is the Iron Mask. The ma- Oh, the man in the Iron Mask, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. The- I guess you're right. It was a man. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. Yeah, so. I mean, until they make a new one and they change the gender. Yeah. To so, the woman in the Iron Mask. They're both unhappy with their position and the then they. Woman in the Iron Wool Mask. All right. So they switch spots. So I'm not really sure how there could possibly be a sequel to that. Do they switch spots they, again? They switched back. They switch back. They're like, okay, well, I'm done with this. Yeah, defeating the point of the first movie. Yeah, the princess is like, yeah, okay, I'm done doing my own dishes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you want to move so back? So you know when I was like living the life? <laughs> I want to go back to that. <laughs> so yeah, that's exciting for everybody who's looking forward to the the switching of the princess. Yeah. On... November 19th. November 20th, you want to change it up a little bit, there's Alien Xmas. What? Also a new movie. Okay. Christmas feature film about aliens attempting to steal Earth's gravity. I'm in. So. That's, it, that sounds like fun. <laughs> it, it's going to be the Grinch's Slow Christmas, right? 
Is it? Well, like, I mean, just that description a- tells me they're like, yeah, they're gonna like st- they're gonna steal it and then feel bad and they give it and back. They give it back. And they're all gonna be like, wabu, wabu, or whatever the hell they say <laughs> around the planet. Yeah. Okay. And then the North Pole's gonna light up. Okay. Well, we'll have to. We'll and have to then, find. and then Santa will be like, you know what, Rudolph, we don't really need you anymore. <laughs> We don't need to navigate anywhere, or well, it's all lit up now oh, okay. because of Got the it. the Christmas cheered aliens, you know. So Rudolph gets fired, depressed, suicidal. <laughs> okay, that went to a weird place, but either way, that sounds entertaining. Yeah. So we're not done with Christmas, though. I don't know. <laughs> it's not ever ending. This what I feel like they they probably should have brainstormed the title a little bit more. <laughs> okay. It's like somebody just described what the movie was, and they're like, yeah, just go with that for the title. Yeah. <laughs> the app that stole Christmas. Okay, so this one is probably closer to the Grinch, to the Grinch stole, stole Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. I hope the app is called Grinch. Yeah. Comedy about a man who creates an app that was supposed to help people at Christmas, but ends up doing the opposite. What? I wonder how it's supposed to help them. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out myself. Who needs a specific Christmas app? Uh, I mean, is it like just a list of everything that ever existed in the world and you just click on what you want and then it sends it to Santa maybe? I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck knows? But that suicidal fucking Rudolph couldn't let Santa be in the spotlight, you know? So he sabotaged (laughs) the app. I want this to be an extended universe of Christmas movies, okay? That's what I want now. Okay, sounds good. November 22nd. Wait, can I guess? Is it a Christmas movie? <laughs> Not just any Christmas movie. Okay. A Dolly Parton Christmas on the square. Oh, good. <laughs> Didn't realize she was still alive. <laughs> I knew she was alive, but I didn't know she was, like, doing Christmas specials alive. So. <laughs> oh, any other special you were like, yeah, that makes sense. I just figured she was like existing. Dolly Parton, the Thanksgiving special. <laughs> Been looking forward to this one for a while. Christmas? What? <laughs> that was a stretch. November 23rd, Hard Kill, mm-hmm. an action thriller starring Bruce Willis. I think that's enough said there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And lastly, on Netflix, November 24th, Hillbilly Elegy. Okay. This is a Ron Howard Netflix debut film. This is starring Amy Adams and Glenn Close, I believe it was. Oh, okay. And I think they're like rednecks or something. I remember seeing the trailer for this. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Who, Lou? Who? Lou. <laughs> November 18th. No Man's Land, complete season one. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I'm assuming it's some kind of sci-fi show. Okay. Also on November 18th, Body Cam, which looks like it's some kind of a found footage horror film with, uh, well, police body cam footage. Yeah, uh, Mary J. Blige is in this. I feel like I saw. Cool it's story. Interesting. Cool story. I just, it's still weird for me to see her as like an actress. She was like a... Was it like an R&B singer or whatever back in our day? Is she the one that did the the Spider-Man song that was like big for a while? She got like the raspy voice, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Which the fact that that's my description of her voice. (laughs) 
makes me wonder how she did anything to do with music. <laughs> it was a very uh, specific thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> November 20th, Animaniacs reboot season one comes out. Woohoo! So we'll have to get that trial because I need to finish Fargo and, and hit this show up. Uh, Hulu original movie called Run. And then November 24th, My Hero Academia Season 4, Episode 77 through 88, Get Dubbed. Okay. I had to watch it somewhere else because they were in subtitle when I was binging it last. Amazon Prime, also on November 18th, Body Cam. So that's just hitting everywhere, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's a real streaming slut, you know? <laughs> yeah. November 21st, Most Wanted. It's, I guess it's based off a true story about some police force having corruption that okay. to do with drug dealing and stuff. Sure. Okay. It looked like a drama. Yeah. Uh, November 25th, Uncle Frank is an Amazon original. Mm-hmm. This is starring Sophia Lillis and Paul Bettany. That's Vision, right? Yep. Nice. I don't know who Sophia Lillis is, but it sounds familiar. She is the ginger girl from It. And then she's in like that young adult oh, the, detective the show. Nancy Drew movies? Yeah. Oh, her. Okay. Movie. Got it. Oh. Is, is it, it just movie? one? Show? Eh, it's, it's a movie. It's right? a movie, yeah. I didn't know there was more than one. I, I think it's on HBO. I didn't see it. So. Soon to be on Amazon Firestick. That was as about well. 20 years too late for me, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Wishbone was fine. I didn't, I mean, yeah. You were all about Wishbone. I remember hearing the stories about that. Because I wa- I read the Wishbone books. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Sophia? If only you were a cute bitch. I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I looked up the trailer of this, actually. It's basically a, it looks like it's a drama mm-hmm. about, I guess I want to say a southern family. Like two brothers that like kind of have a, a distant relationship. Mm-hmm. Because one of them's gay, and it's, I assume around the time that that wasn't it was a thing. not a thing to be okay to say you're gay. Gotcha. And so uh, it's basically just about her growing a relationship with her uncle, finding out he's gay, and like okay, the history behind him and his brother. Okay, her dad. Gotcha. It seemed interesting. Yeah, something I'd probably check out. Yeah. Uh, HBO Max for everybody who uh, is going to be on their Fire TV soon. <laughs> Yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special. I didn't even realize this was even a thing, to be honest. I vaguely remember. I, I feel know like... there was the reboot show, but I don't remember there being this. Yeah, I might be. It might be. Also, probably won't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't really my thing. Okay. I probably will watch it because I watched the shit out of that yeah. show. Well, let's just hope the Fresh Prince don't get stale in Our... this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adventure Time, Distant Lands Obsidian. I assume anybody who knows about Adventure Time knows what the fuck that means. I know it's a it was a Cartoon Network show, I believe. Uh, yeah, Adventure Time has like like a hardcore fan base. Yeah, I feel that's like. why that's why I put it on here. <laughs> I know it's like people who know it. Yeah. fucking love it. Yeah. So I could never get into it. Yeah. Uh, November twenty first, Underwater. The oh yeah. Aquaman horror movie, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Disney Plus. I think it's pretty obvious which one I'm going to be saying next. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you a hint. It has to do with Star Wars. Uh-huh. 
That's right, November 17th, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. That's so weird that it's a holiday special. <laughs> I think Dolly Parton was going to be a part of it, too. Yeah, I hope so. I think she's going to be an Ewok or something. <laughs> an Ewok. Okay. No, but November 20th, The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 4, will be out. We have to keep the tradition alive, you know? Of course. We're I'm halfway actually, there. I'm We're halfway there. I'm actually impressed we have anything besides that. Yeah, for once. I, that's why I was trying to <laughs> try to trick you into thinking it was going to yeah. be Mandalorian. Yeah. Also, November twentieth, Planes, the Pixar film, along with some other the Cars variant of Planes. Variant or whatever. Yeah, they're like okay. spinoffs or something yeah. of, or I guess takeoffs, if you will. Okay. <laughs> Unless they're propeller plane, then they could be spinoffs. All right. I just hope they aren't spinning off while they're flying. <laughs> Well, there goes our propeller, and we are fucked. <laughs> and it's gone. With a star. Uh, Marvel 616 is also going to be released on Disney+. Plus. I believe that's a documentary thing, if I'm correct, about the Marvel Universe in the comics. Okay. Don't quote me on it. At least I hope that's what it is, because okay. it sounds more appealing than just another yeah. shorts, little animated thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, theatrical slash video on demand releases. Fat Man's coming out November 17th. <laughs> I can't wait. I heard Rudolph gets revenge on Santa. Yeah. He's the one that hit, put the hitman on him. Again, extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> and that will be in theater and video on demand. Jiu-Jitsu, starring Nicolas Cage, will be out on November 20th, video on demand. So we'll probably check out that one. Yeah. Speaking of Iron Mask, yeah, Iron Mask coming out November twenty fourth, video on demand. Wait, another one? This is the <laughs> one that had Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. Remember, it was like some oh, crazy over the top. It looks ridiculous, fucking, like fighting action film. Yes, I'm curious if it never got released in theaters. Then at the time, it must have been delayed because we saw that many many months ago. The trailer for yeah. It. So they must have just delayed it, and now this is their official, this is coming out video on demand. Or maybe it came out in theaters, and this is just finally coming out in general. Interesting. So, depending on the price of that one, I'm interested. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, we do have one lone delay in the movie realm. I mean, if we only have one, that's kind of an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> and by movie realm, I mean... Mortal Kombat! <laughs> yeah? Insert theme music. Okay. You know everybody is doing it in their head right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're going to have to do that now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the reboot has been delayed, according to producer Todd Garner, who was answering questions on Twitter, saying that the movie will be delayed indefinitely until theaters have reopened nationwide. Okay. The movie was intended to be released in March of 2021. Uh, his exact quote was, We'd always planned for it and thought we'd do it in March. The pandemic had other plans. We won't have a release date for the movie until theaters reopen. Same for trailer. Hmm. Which makes no sense about the trailer. Yeah. So I, you're going to release the trailer like right before you release the movie? I, that makes no sense. I think what... They mean is they're not going to build excitement for it until they're ready to I release it. I think you need to, I mean, within a reasonable time frame. Yeah. You do need to release a trailer to get people excited and to remember. Yeah. And to care. 
If they have too much time passes, they're going to be like, I'm over it. If they have any way of knowing when the theaters are going to reopen, then putting it out at that point, like three weeks before or something, then that that would make sense. But I don't know how they would necessarily know that. That's true. That's true. Valid point. I know. I guess they need a mind reader. (laughs) Yeah. Working for WB. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some of our DTF quickies. Uh, Lilo and Stitch is getting a live action film. This is via (laughs) Variety. How? I have never seen this film, but I hear it's like one of the better of the more modern Disney films. Yeah, I've never seen it either, but I've seen a lot of like... This was like before they shifted to like CGI, right? This is more... This is still animated? It's still animated. And like Stitch, I'm pretty sure is like an alien. Yeah, he's like four six-armed alien, right? It looks like... uh, Like like he looks like he's got like death eyes. They're like Yeah, but like he's like some kind of like mutant raccoon koala bear with multiple arms. It's... I just would love to see how they're going to do that live action. Obviously CGI or whatever, but still, it just seems like it's... The Lion King. I just feel like that creature is cute when you put it in cartoon form, but when you put it in CGI, it's going to be terrifying. They'll probably have... Again, I've never seen it, but they'll probably have it where, like, it can look really cute, Mm -hmm. and then it'll probably change its eyes when it's, like, aggressive. Right, right. Assuming it does that. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you because I haven't seen it either. Oh. I've just seen a lot we of... We should start a <laughs> podcast where we just guess what we think happens. Having no... And then the final episode will be like, we actually watched it. It's not a bad idea. We could start... We could do like one every episode. Be like, okay, this is what we think is going to happen with yeah. no evidence whatsoever. And then we actually watch it. That'd be kind of funny. That would be kind of... We'll, we'll, we'll consider it. it. Yeah. We'll look into we'll put it. put it into the, uh, the old box. The old box. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know what the old box is. Are we talking rapper terms? I think I meant like the hat to like pull it out of. I don't know. Okay. I don't know where I was like going. Like a rabbit out of like, the hat? Like a suggestion box. Oh, okay. And then you pull. I don't know. I mean, it'll probably be the first one picked if we have one thing in this old box. I, just, I don't know. I've had a long day, okay? Okay. <laughs> You just wait till I have an old box set up in the house when you come home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes, John M. Chu is in talks to direct this film, uh, and it's unclear whether this will be set on Disney Plus or for theaters. Okay. I assume that's based on where they think uh, theaters are heading in the next couple of years. Yeah. I would imagine Disney Plus would be the better bet. You do have to assume, too, these kind of movies, they would make them like smaller tiers, right? Yeah. You're not going to get like a full-on Lion King remake if it's going to Disney Plus intentionally, right? Yeah. At least that's what I would imagine. But on the talk of remakes, Darkwing Duck is getting a reboot via Variety for Disney Plus. Ooh, cool. So they are in early talks for Disney Plus to get the old animated show redone for the service. Uh, There's no writer attached, but they... But the project will be executive produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. That's fun. Uh, Seth Rogen, huh? Yeah. Huh. I don't... Do they do, like, Disney Plus safe material, or...? I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's doing The Boys. I don't know how... <laughs> it it yeah. could get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus After Hours. <laughs> Let's get... Dangerous. (laughs) 
No, I hope that happens. I'm really excited for that. I love that show. Yeah. I remember watching that show. It was a good time. I'd like them to even do a time jump. And so the two little kids, I don't know their names. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember their names. Yeah. But I want the little kids to be growing up and then also kind of doing their own superhero gig. Yeah. And Darkwing Duck is there to like help them, but he's not the main part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you got like the big chin pilot duck. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. I don't he remember he his name. flew planes. Yeah. That was his That was his thing. That was his thing. He flew planes. Yeah, that was his shtick. <laughs> yeah. They had a plane guy. Uh Constantine, the Keanu Reeves film from back in the day, is apparently getting a sequel in the works. Peter Stormare posted on his Instagram a picture of himself from the film playing Lucifer with the caption sequel in the works. I mean, that's pretty direct. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Keanu Reeves is in this zone where everybody wants to, like, use him mm-hmm. for films. Yeah. And so all the shit he was in, they're like, okay, okay, we need to get another, let's get another one in there. <laughs> let's make a sequel. Let's get back on. Yeah. Get on the dance card. Yeah. Do you remember the island of Dr. Moreau? No, I don't. Okay. It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I ever saw well, it. So it's, it was a movie back in the day uh-huh. starring Val Kilmer. Okay. If I remember correctly. Okay. I was probably too young to see it when I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but CBS is making a show based off this story and will be written by Sleepy Hollow co-creator Philip Iscove. Uh, he's also going to executive produce. So the premise of this is a doctor has an island. Stay with me here. <laughs> and he gene splices animals and people and makes basically... A bunch of peep animals. Peep animals? Yeah. <laughs> an, 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 anim peeps? Yeah. It sounds. And this insane. is, of course, based on the Island of Dr. Moreau classic novel from 1896, written by H.G. Wells. Yeah. So it's probably nuts. I mean, maybe. Depends yeah. if they have a squirrel gene spliced human in there okay (laughs) oh squirrel girl maybe this is the introduction for squirrel girl (laughs) maybe turns out it's just like an origin to like all the superheroes the ones that have (laughs) have animal bases animal names yeah Yeah. batman yeah spider-man yeah catwoman i'm running out of names i don't (laughs) (laughs) squirrel girl hawk man hawk man hawk girl (laughs) eagle the archer that's all of them you know we got them all yeah no others. A Quiet Place spinoff is in the works via The Hollywood Reporter. This will be the third film in the franchise behind the unreleased sequel, which has been delayed many times because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently they already have another movie that they are setting up. Nice. Uh, it's going to be written by Jeff Nichols and Krasinski will come back to produce. Okay. Bloodshot is getting a sequel as well. Oh, good. We, we reviewed this movie a few months ago, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel is apparently coming back for the film to play the in- anti-hero, Bloodshot. And Dan Mintz, the CEO of DMG Entertainment, who owns the property, confirmed a sequel for the anti-hero was in the works. Uh, and that was because of strong rental and home sales. Mm, okay. I don't think it was in the theater very long because it basically was, I think it was March or so 
when the pandemic was hitting. Yeah. So they probably had to rely on this. Yeah. And if I recall, this movie has been on sale many times for like about $10. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people were like, yeah, I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll rent it. Yeah. That's basically what we did. We we red boxed it for like a dollar. Yeah. One of those movies was like, I'd watch it, but I don't know if I'd watch it for a lot of money. Exactly. I would have been a little upset if we had yeah. paid a lot of money. <laughs> well, the, the CGI was very clearly low budget, right? It, it was obviously not at the level of like a Marvel movie or something like that. Yeah. So I guess my question for you is, do you think that they will get a larger budget for this? Or do you think they'd stick to the same formula that they had? I feel like they probably will go with a bigger budget, to be honest. That's what most of these type of situations do. What do you think? I would assume it would get a larger budget, but at the same time, because of the pandemic situation, maybe it wouldn't to not gamble losing money. Mm, Yeah. And you could argue that part of its charm was because of the cheesiness to the budget of this film. That's true. So they might just stick with that. I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah. But on the topic of decent movies with bad CGI. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is teaming up with Universal. This is via Variety. Him and Danny Garcia from their Seven Bucks production company uh, are planning to relaunch The Scorpion King. Yes. I saw this. Uh, This was actually the first role that Dwayne Johnson had on the silver screen when he was moving on from Mm -hmm. wrestling. Which I feel like I didn't, I don't know if I realized that that was his first movie role. Mm -hmm. It's an old movie. I, I can't remember the exact year, but... You look at the CGI of the Scorpion King in it, and it is so bad. Yeah. It is very early on CGI quality. that's true. Dwayne Johnson said, The Scorpion King was my first role ever on the silver screen, and I'm honored and excited to reimagine and deliver this cool mythology to a whole new generation. My question is, is this going to still be tied into the mummy, or are they going to do their own thing? Hmm. That's a good question. And I also would like to know, it doesn't say that he's playing the Scorpion King. Oh, no, I doubt he's. So, no, I think he's just. I would like to know who they're going to find to play him because that character is him. You know what I mean? Like. Well, they've had sequels that have had no name yeah, actors trash, on. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But they do exist without him. Do they, though? <laughs> I'm just I'm really interested to see where they take that. That's okay. All. Yeah. It, I guess it also depends to answer that question, it depends on are they looking to make this a legitimate franchise that they mm-hmm. can make a bunch of movies for or is it going to be that let's just throw something out there with the name and get some money out of it. Yeah. That's a good question. If they want to make it a a strong franchise, then they're going to have to get, you know, decent yeah. Writing, mm-hmm. actors, it's going to have to be a legitimate movie. Right. And on that subject, Showtime is still apparently working on the Halo TV show, which was announced many, many years ago. Okay. So I assumed it was long dead. Still a thing, But then? apparently it's still a thing. Good to know. And the new update is they have cast Jen Taylor as Cortana, the AI assistant to Master Chief. But it, she's the one in the games. Yes. Oh, Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I, it wasn't much of a shock casting. Okay. <laughs> it's just, that's the news. Got it. So anybody who was like, this isn't my Cortana, 
<laughs> she is. Guess what? <laughs> she is. <laughs> now finish the fight. My Halo peeps will get that line. Yeah. I know you didn't. I sure didn't. <laughs> uh, Peacemaker has an update as well. Jen Taylor would not be in that show. That was the update. Oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. It's right. not. <laughs> HBO announced four additional char- characters for the show. Uh, Daniel Brooks, who is known for Orange is the New Black, is going to play Leota Adebayo. I hope I said that right. That sounds right. Okay. Robert Patrick, known for his role in Terminator 2 Judgment Day as the T-1000. Okay. Is that the right one? Yeah, it was a T-1000, right? Yeah, T-800, I think, was the original. Someone out there is like, this fucking idiot. <laughs> I believe it was the T-1000. Anyways, that's what he's known for. He's also been recently on Perry Mason, the HBO show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be playing Augie Smith. Jennifer Holland from Brightburn and American Horror Story is going to be playing Amelia Harcourt. Hmm. Apparently, she's also going to be a character in the Suicide Squad. So it's no surprise that she would be in this. Seeing as how Peacemaker is a character from Suicide Squad. Was she um, the aunt? I'm trying to remember who she was. I I believe she was the aunt in Brightburn. Okay, yeah. She definitely wasn't the mother. Yeah, she was definitely not the mom. I knew that part. Yeah, it looks like, I think that looks like her. Okay, good to know. And finally, Chris Conrad, known for Perpetual Grace and Patriot, is going to be playing the DC comic character... Vigilante slash Adrian Chase. Oh. I don't know who that character is. Is it a is it a arrow character yeah, or something? He is, yeah. The way you said oh, I was like, oh, this is a fucking arrow thing. It is. <laughs> if she knows right off the bat, it's fucking arrow. That's what it is. Um, they called him something else in um Arrowverse or whatever, but his name was Adrian Chase. So no. I recognize the name. Okay. Cool. Well, I guess you know all about that guy then, huh? Does he have arrows? He does. Yeah. Okay. He's an, also an archer. I think they, I think he's like... Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. They got real creative with that show, huh? He's basically like... He is impersonating Arrow mm. originally when he shows up. I see. Yeah. You looking forward to the show, Peacemaker? John Cena? The whole shebang? I mean, yeah, sure. I feel like it'll be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Suicide Squad. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. But I guess based off that movie, we'll determine it'll, whether i'm excited for this show exactly right yeah it'll really give us more information i'm assuming to... it's going to be more of a comedy based off james gunn's involvement and mm-hmm. the fact that it's suicide squad right yeah on that subject james gunn's instagram he posted a picture of sylvester stallone and him with the caption always love working with my friend at official sylvester stallone and our work today on hashtag suicide squad was no exception so, apparently, Sylvester Stallone has been added to Suicide Squad. Very cool. This is not really a surprise, right? We saw him in Gardens of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Two, was it? It was two. I think so. Volume two. Mm-hmm. He played one of the original Gardens of the Galaxy. Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, he did. Yeah. I didn't make that up. No, I agree. It was more of an Easter egg thing. Yeah. If you knew it, you knew it. If yeah. you didn't, you were an idiot, you know? Yeah. You got Marvel shamed. <laughs> you brought up the CW earlier, so we have potentially a newcomer. Is it an Arrow character? It might be. <laughs> I 
uh, looks like there's going to be a Wonder Girl TV series in the works for CW. Um, this was according to Deadline. And it's going to tell the backstory and origin of Yara Floor, who was recently announced in the comics as a new Wonder Woman. She is, so Yara Floor is Wonder Girl, who is a Latina dreamer and the daughter of an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god who becomes, she realized she has powers and like becomes a superhero. Hmm. Um, and it would be the first Latina superhero title character of a DC TV series. So, so just so I'm clear. Her mom was banged by a river. I'm pretty sure that it wasn't an actual river. I guess you could say she got pretty wet. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you could. <laughs> um, so the series is going to be written and executive produced by Dylan or Dalen Rodriguez, who's the co-executive producer with Berlanti Productions. And people might know Rodriguez um, from, she's actually the executive producer and co-showrunner of USA's Queen of the South. It's a big show right now, apparently. Never heard of it. I haven't either. Yeah. So that looks cool. Just the artwork that I saw for this character, I was like, that looks pretty badass. So basically just like a different version of Wonder Woman. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if this character is in Young Justice I'm watching right Mm, now. Could be. Because there is a character who is like an apprentice kind of character to mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if it's her. I'll have to look into it. Yeah, definitely. So it's not the Wonder Twins. No. Or one of them. Don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> there was no mention of that in okay. this article. <laughs> I wonder who they will cast as the girl. Yeah, I'm very curious as well. I'm also curious about who they're going to cast for the Fantastic Beast 3 film with the uh, leaving of Johnny Depp. Mm, yeah. On his own will, of course. Of course. Not forced out at all. Rumors are going around that Mads Mikkelsen may be flying to Hogwarts to play <laughs> Grindelwald. Good job. Thank you. <laughs> I had to look. How are you feeling about this? I would, I'm would. i okay with it. Are you planning to see this film, whether or not... I mean, I'm... let's just assume there's no justice... I'm struggling with on, it. On she who shall not be named. Yeah, I'm struggling with it a little bit. So I haven't decided yet. I think I said that I was okay watching it. But what I think about it is maybe I wouldn't watch it for money. Right. So that's kind of how <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at. Is I don't think I would go to theaters for uh-huh. it. But I would watch it on a streaming Unless service. Unless you just accidentally tripped and fell into a theater without... Yeah. Buying a ticket? Yeah. If there was no money involved, then I might be okay with it. Not to condone doing that. But, no, you know, course. you fall, you fall. Shit yeah. happens. Yeah. Sometimes you can't stop it. Sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you become Squirrel Girl on an <laughs> island because of Dr. Moreau. Yeah. So, Mads Mikkelsen is totally insane looking, and I could totally see him looking good as mm. the character. So, I could see that working. And we know him from the TV show Hannibal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was and then, the like, every baddie in Doctor ever. Strange. Yeah. <laughs> so anybody interested uh, in that casting, it, it seems to be floating around that he's the, uh, the prime choice right now. Yeah. As far as Netflix is concerned, the prime choice to cast in their shit is Millie Bobby Brown. The old MB2. <laughs> yeah. It's a good abbreviation there. 
Thanks. Sometimes you have to save time making notes, you yeah, know? Yeah, there's no time to say her whole name. Yeah, even though I did. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess I got to work on that. Uh, she has signed on to executive produce and star in a fantasy film called Damsel. Okay. Uh, so I guess they're just handing out executive producer titles these days. I'm curious. How like, fucking old is she? I don't know. Early like 20s? Five. I don't know. <laughs> five. Yes. That's what I meant. I don't know how it all works, but it seems like, I, I don't know if you have the experience to be producing. I, I feel like it's like a thing that they just tack in with the contracts these days now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like directors, like you, a lot of actors would just learn how to direct through work experience and then eventually they'd go and direct something and now yeah. they're a director now. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But I would imagine that being a director is a little bit more hands-on than being an executive producer as far as getting into that. Yeah. Anywho, Damsel is apparently going to have a budget estimated at around 60 to $70 million. Sounds like a lot of money to me, but... I mean, that, uh, yeah, to is us. Is it not very much for to movies? To us, peasants. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's not very high for a movie. Right. I wonder how much, what the budget on, um, what's it called was, in Nola Holmes. Probably like a million dollars. <laughs> was that shade or? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's get on track. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh... The story follows a young princess who is married off to a rival kingdom and immediately finds herself in a danger when it's revealed that her new home has a nasty little secret. During the harvest season, the kingdom sacrifices their princess to a hungry dragon. Okay, that's awkward. I feel like they basically just gave you the movie. Yeah, I don't even need to... So I apologize, I even read that now. I think she's gonna have like telekinesis powers and shit and just like kill the dragon. Yeah. And then get like a nosebleed. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's a five-minute film. <laughs> Enola Holmes had a $20 million budget, so this will be three times that. Wow. Yeah. We get to see three times as much Millie now. Yeah. The old MB2. <laughs> Is she even in her early 20s, or did I, I just make that I'm honestly, up? I have no idea. Because they were kids in Stranger Things. Now I'm wondering if she's even a fucking past being 18. She was 16 years old. Oh, my God. See? <laughs> How can you executive produce when you can't even fucking drive yet? Apparently, she was born in Spain. But she has a British accent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe her so parents were on vacation. She was born in Spain, and they're like, all right, let's bring her to another country. Yeah. they Maybe they were on vacation. I don't know. Because <laughs> it says she's English, so that's confusing. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Netflix has also renewed Space Force for a second season. I mean... I thought that was already a thing. Yeah. But apparently it's been announced. Okay. Uh, they're expected to film in 2021. Oh, really? Is that how <laughs> that's, time works? That's weird. You mean they're not already filming? Wait. They're filming in 2021? I thought they were filming in space. All right. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, huh? 2021, A Space Odyssey. Who knows? Maybe they'll find that whole David thing. Maybe. Oh, no, the robot was like, David. <laughs> Wasn't it 2001, A Space Odyssey? Oh, whatever. <laughs> fine, fine, then reboot it. Yeah. Give it a sequel. 20 years later. I don't give a shit. <laughs> In space, no one can hear your sequel. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, Norm Hiscock. Is that a real name? I think so. Is that his real name? I said that wrong, right? <laughs> There's no way he tells people that's his name. He, he's I, Coke. His Coke. He's got to say something different, right? No matter what, he's got to change that. There's no way he says it that way. Yeah, it doesn't seem okay. realistic. Well, Mike Roch <laughs> and Norm Hiscock are going to produce season two of Space Force. His cock is... Uh, Can you imagine? He's a comedy writer, and that's his last uh, name. Maybe he, maybe that's intentional, then. Maybe he made it up. You know, like, people have their fake names for being actors and shit. That is... Maybe that's, like, his joke name. That's crazy. I mean, made me laugh. I couldn't oh, get through the sentence. he's from Montreal. It's probably, like, his co or something. Like, Okay, well, it definitely says his it's cock. It's definitely his cock, so. Unless I typed that wrong. No, norm, I looked him up. It's, it's a norm his cock. Hey. She didn't like your joke. Okay. Uh, he's known for producing King of the Hill, Parks and Rec, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So he's... Hilarious? He's got jokes. <laughs> he's got not jokes. Not just a name. Yeah. Uh, he's going to serve with co-showrunner Greg Daniels. And apparently comedian Jimmy O. Yang is also joining the show as a writer. Who is on the show currently as a scientist. Yes. Okay. I was like, I thought that was... I was thinking that's who that was. Yes. Okay. Uh, Netflix is also testing a new channel called Netflix Direct, where they will offer subscribers scheduled programming in real time. Uh, This is intended to help users who struggle with finding something to watch on Netflix. Okay. I feel like we've been there before. Yeah. Where we were like, ah. I don't know. There's too many options. You don't feel like watching anything. Yeah. You keep scrolling. You go through your entire list. You're like, no. You watch like an episode worth of. (laughs) Scrolling? Yeah, exactly. I think we've been there a lot, actually. Yeah, probably. And this was actually launched in France on November 5th. The location was picked because of the consumption of traditional TV. What? Okay. You'd think you'd want the opposite, right? I mean, it doesn't speak to the level of it, so maybe they have an abnormally low consumption of traditional TV? That's true. You're right. I guess I assumed it meant they watch traditional tv more than the rest of the world yeah but you're right it could be the opposite they could be like i almost did an accent i'm yeah. not gonna do it don't do an accent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could just be like uh we like streaming more yeah yeah exactly with our cheese and wine <laughs> yeah yeah they compromise <laughs> <laughs> we've seen other apps do this right mm-hmm. peacock has channels that are through cable typically that you can get through their service that you can watch live. Mm-hmm. A little different, but the yeah. same concept. Uh, Shudder, that horror film mm-hmm. service that we actually just got, uh, they do a live channel as well where they just kind of randomize their programming mm-hmm. through there. Just whatever's on. You just on. go to that yeah. segment on this, the app and then it just has whatever's on is on. I would assume it's going to be on the app, right? It wouldn't be on an actual cable channel because that would defeat the whole point. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, it would have to be, like, a tab or whatever. Like, instead of going to, like, TV, movies, and my mm. list, you just go to, like, channel or whatever. And you just, I don't yeah. know. Go to the old Netflix I, if, box. I find it interesting that they're adding more features that people don't necessarily need. And still, you can't fucking add something to another user's list or recommend it. I know. How easy would that be? Well, how has nobody thought of that from a streaming service? Hey, recommend this to your friend. Recommend yeah. this to your mom. You know, yeah. like, who wouldn't? Exactly. Then you're sharing their shows for them? Exactly. Fucking idiots. Idiots. 
no respect for Netflix anymore. <laughs> All right. Wonder Woman 1984 has actually been in discussion at Warner Brothers whether or not it should be released on its current Christmas release date in theaters Mm -hmm. and then pushed to HBO Max in early January. Okay. Like just a few weeks after. Yeah. Like nobody would go to see it though if that was the thing. Uh, The people who are hardcore would. Fair enough. Or to delay the movie entirely until summer of 2021. Yikes. These are apparently real discussions happening on this film. That's crazy. I'm actually a little surprised. So we could potentially be seeing this film in a month yeah. or two if it if it works out in our favor. Definitely. I mean... Of course, this is all according to the sources with knowledge of the plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the report came from Variety. I mean, they have to do something, right? This film was set originally for June 5th of this year. It's been delayed like, what, three, maybe four times now? It went to August, then October, then December. Mm-hmm. So th- they've got to do something with this yeah. film. Right? Yeah, they're really itching to get rid of it or to get it out there, I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I mean, be If totally... they want to get rid of it, they could just burn it. Yeah, I'd really be okay with it going to HBO Max in January because that means we get to see it sooner. But yeah, I, just, I... I also don't want anybody who has access to an actual fucking theater to spoil it for us, so. I mean, uh... We don't have theaters near us, so that are open. So really, yeah. There's this thing called the internet, though. Well, <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if I could stay off social media for an entire month. I mean, I could. I just just would don't I read know? comment sections. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Don't read anything related to the fucking movie, and don't read anything that has comments. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I would want to. I, I think I would be okay watching it at home. I feel like you may lose some of that bigger experience on the big screen, but I also like convenience. Yeah. And the fact that we wouldn't be paying for it past our service is a little more appealing. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I have a question for this one, actually. Do you think that they would do something like Disney Plus did, where they, like with Mulan, where you paid extra? Or do we think that HBO Max would be like, if it's going on there, it's going on there, period? That's a good question because I I wouldn't know. I, they could go the route of doing that to make money back. Mm-hmm. Or they can go the route of looking better than Disney by not charging for it mm-hmm. outside of the service. Yeah. Which then you know is going to bring at least a bunch of people in for one month. Yeah, definitely. Assuming they don't have trials, which I would imagine they just wouldn't have trials like Disney like did. Like Disney do. did, yeah. <laughs> And then that would also, in turn, give a lot of positive PR and social media sharing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Of what they're watching, mm-hmm. the fact that they aren't even paying as much as they had to for Disney. Right. So if we did have to pay extra, what do you think would be a reasonable price? For Wonder Woman? Yeah. Uh, so this is basically a question of, do I care more about Wonder Woman or Black Widow? Because <laughs> I was quoted to say I'd pay up to like 60 I think. I think that's what Black we, yeah, Widow. yeah. I don't know if I would pay that much for Wonder Woman. I probably wouldn't either. Maybe, maybe 40 mm-hmm. if, probably 30 Okay. Because so far what I've seen, I'm not that, like, I like the, the jokes and stuff that they've had. Mm-hmm. The, the relationship with, with her and Steve mm-hmm. seem good. Yeah. And they're going to be enjoyable. But the plot feels like it's going to be weak. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little 
disappointed in the look of Cheetah. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty bad looking. Yeah. I probably would go as high as 50, but I don't know. I just feel like I think that the funny parts are going to be really good. So I'm I'm ready for it. I'm mainly excited about the fish out of water flip they're going to do with those two characters. I also feel like that gold armor looks really fucking cool. So I want to see more of that. Also something I'm kind of like, ugh. Oh, okay. It just doesn't make sense. Why does she have eagle armor? No, it's not logical, but it looks cool, so. <laughs> I mean, granted, I don't know her comic lore as much as other people. Right. But I mean, like, I obviously it doesn't either, seem so. to make sense why she has eagle armor unless there's like a backstory to it, which then I hope they explain that. Otherwise, it's just random. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know if there's actually a backstory to it, and I just think it looks fucking cool. Just yeah. on the surface without any kind of context. Yeah. Well, another cool fucking thing coming out of WB yeah. for HBO Max, which we know will be on there mm-hmm. without having to pay for it. What is that? The Snyder Cut, Justice League. Oh, right. Yes. So, speaking with Beyond the Trailer for Collider, Zack Snyder said, I will say that in the end, it's going to probably be about four minutes or five minutes of additional photography for the entire movie. In the four hours, that is Justice League, maybe four minutes. I don't understand how is this possible with all of the reshoots. That's why it's so confusing. <laughs> you Did know, he not like any of his reshoots either? You, you've <laughs> you've had all of these news reports of Jared Leto coming into the film, which mm-hmm. I don't think was ever even in the film as far as I know. Yeah, I guess, right, Joe Manganiello is coming back as well, or we're supposed to come back to do new yeah, he did it the, as well, right? he did the after credits scene. Right. So he's supposedly doing something else. So mm-hmm. maybe it's for that specific scene. Possibly. Uh, ben Affleck, Ray Fisher, Gal Gadot have all reported to have new additional scenes filmed. Hmm. Or going to if they haven't yet. Yeah. And then also there was She Who Shall Not Be Named. <laughs> yeah. Which I hope they just throw that in the toilet. Um, yeah, it's, Aquaman <laughs> just throws her into a giant toilet and she gets flushed down. Yeah. And then he's like, fuck, she's back in the sea. <laughs> you just have sharks eat her. It's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's, okay. It's possible. Yeah, they had sharks uh, that they rode on. Yeah, they're in like the movie, shark so. war horses or whatever. Yeah. War sharks. War sharks. Yeah. It's like Rorschach. <laughs> so. Uh, I it's hard for me to believe that they only have four minutes being added of new footage. Mm-hmm. It's very I'm very confused by that. Yeah, I mean that's the easiest paycheck in the world. If yeah, <laughs> but that's that's between multiple people, so they're not all in for four minutes. I would imagine. Yeah, that's very strange. Uh, but we'll never know, right? Because we yeah. won't know what footage she has outside of what we've already seen. True. I hope they do like a special feature where it'll note what scenes were the additional shit that he put in yeah shouldn't take very long to do that if it's only four minutes yeah true uh well i feel like we talked about apple tv or something when we were doing notes either this week or last week and how they didn't really have anything new apparently there is something in the works called severance it's uh going to be a workplace thriller set at lumen industries a company that takes a the work-life balance to a new level and they've cast Christopher Walken um, as one of the main characters in the show. So that's intriguing because, I mean, why not, right? How old is he now? I know. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> as long as he just talks 
the way he talks. That's yeah. all I need to Yeah, exactly. See. Um, they, he's cast as Bert, the head of optics and design at this company. Um, they had previously uh, already cast um, Adam Scott as Mark, the main character, and Patricia Arquette, who plays his boss, and John Turturro, who's playing one of the co-workers. So it seems like they've got a pretty fucking big, badass cast. So um, that's uh, intriguing for one day whenever that actually comes out. I didn't find any actually, like, release date or filming information. Um, but there is something in the pipeline, <laughs> at least. Okay. Yeah, I, we we dabbled in some of their shows mm-hmm. on Apple TV. So far, I've enjoyed, to an extent, what we've watched. Mm-hmm. Can't say there's anything I hated. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I might be interested in trying at least another trial, try and binge some of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Ted Lasso is another show that I've heard great things about, also on the service. So. Right. But hearing Christopher Walken alone is already mm. going to have me. Exactly. Wanting to watch this. Yeah. Well, we have some sad news for anybody who was looking forward to watching WandaVision in December on Disney+. Plus. Marvel Studios' Twitter posted streaming January 15th, 2021 on Disney+. Plus with a quick little teaser video of the show. Well, at least they finally gave us a fucking date. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So this will make 2020 the first year since 2009 that there was no MCU movie or show released. Yeah, it's because we started our podcast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Marvel was like, well, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) We did what you couldn't, Thanos. And I don't see any gloves around here. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but like I said, I'm just glad to see a fucking date because I can't wait for that show. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. I yeah. think it's going to be really good, and I think it's going to really be telling on projects like Doctor Strange and mm-hmm. even maybe Spider-Man or Thor. Yeah. They're, I think they're going to really tie these shows in. Yeah, I'm very excited for the the flexibility that having these tv shows is going to offer them with their universe as well Mm -hmm. and on the topic of thor star lord is apparently reported to be in thor 4 love and thunder chris pratt himself will reprise the role of peter quill slash star lord chris pratt's character shared some screen time with thor in avengers infinity war and endgame where they had some pretty comedic yeah rivalry it was like, like yeah i got like, uh, <laughs> like i guess a friendly rivalry kind of yeah it's like they're they're pretending to be friends they're, i don't know they're frenemies frenemies yes that's what they are they're frenemies they're like being friendly with each other but then secretly they're like but fuck that guy yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got your back secretly. I would bang your woman. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed the uh, chemistry that they had. Their whole little who was in charge of the ship. Yeah. Who was in? Yeah. Who was the leader? Yeah, exactly. You're in charge. You're in charge. Of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. You're in charge. <laughs> probably pushed it. That's why not what it says. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> Everybody knows what we're yeah. talking about. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well. It's about time to get into what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was disappointing but not the worst, we're going to sample it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're DTF. DTF.
Nice. Uh, yeah, you saw it's like you just saw like a pair of boobs. <laughs> a pair. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest. If I just saw one boob, I'd probably say nice. Yeah, nice. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see the other one. Yeah. Double nice. <laughs> Still nice. Nicer. Yeah. Okay, so I watched, on Netflix, I watched Queen's Gambit. And this is actually named after a chess move, which I learned. It's about a chess player, so it's not that surprising. It came out October 23rd to Netflix, and it's a fictional story, which I learned after I started watching it, that follows the life of an orphan chess prodigy, Beth Harmon, uh, basically taking place the 50s through the 60s. Um, I definitely thought it was about a real person. And (laughs) so we got a few episodes in, and then I... Like, I don't know, I was scrolling something online and they were like, oh, yeah, it's actually not a real story. And I was like, oh, fuck, that makes it kind of less cool. But I guess it makes more sense then (laughs) why there's so many of the things that happen. It's very uh, dramatic. Yeah, it takes away from the whole Rain Man idea of it. Yeah, exactly. She's a fucking prodigy. So Um, Anya Taylor-Joy plays Beth Harmon as an adult. There's a small child that plays her when she's younger Hmm. for like an episode. They didn't just shrink her Like an episode or two. The fun thing is, though, Anya Taylor-Joy plays herself as a, like a teen, but then also as an adult, which is fine. They just kind of changed her hair a little bit. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's 10 years older now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And Bill Camp plays Mr. Scheibel, who's the custodian at the orphanage who teaches her chess. And there's a newcomer, Moses Ingram, who plays her, like, best friend at the orphanage named Jolene, who also plays herself as a, as a teen and an adult. Um, Harry Melling is in it, who is from Harry Potter. He was Dudley Dursley, the, like, d- disgusting, horrible cousin of Harry Potter. Oh, okay. That they give a pig's tail. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. They um, saw the tail? I don't think so. They didn't show his ass. So. <laughs> um... He plays uh, another ch- chess whiz in the area. And then Thomas Brody Sangster, who we might know from Game of Thrones. He was Jojen Reed, one of the, like, swamp people. Um, <laughs> swamp people. You know, there was, like, the two, the two, the twins, the boy and the girl twin. And then there was somebody else that they were, like, hanging out with Bran. Anyway, they were, like, the skinny people from the, like the swamps. the guy that's in the Maze Runner movies? Uh, yeah, I think that's him, too. Okay. Yeah. I forgot he was in that, too. Yeah. Uh, so he plays Benny Watts, who's, like, the major competitor to Anya Taylor-Joy, at least in the United States at the time. So, yeah. They're, uh, it's about the world of chess. It's about a little girl who's orphaned and then learns chess from a custodian in, like, a Christian girls' school. And grows up, gets adopted, grows up, and becomes, like, a world chess champion, essentially. Um, and so it's, like, I don't know. It's silly. There's a lot of, like, chess lingo that I don't, like... I was in chess club in sixth grade, and I was like, I thought I was like a nerd, but like watching this, I was like, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So, like, apparently, real chess people can like play games just by saying F8 to whatever. Like, there's like names for the squares on the board. I didn't remember that at all. So, mm. that part's kind of fun to realize. I mean, if it's accurate, I, I guess I don't know because I'm not a chess whiz, but um, it's a fun show. It's, Lots of drama, lots of... Is it very serious then? It's pretty serious, yeah. There are some, there's some like, lighthearted things, but it's definitely not a comedy. It's a drama. Hmm. Um, she goes some solution pretty fucked up shit. <laughs> so, it's a, it's about a damaged girl growing up and trying mm-hmm. to make the best of her talent, but she's got some baggage. A coming of age story. Yes, but with chess. With chess. Exactly. 
So I am enjoying it. I think I'm six episodes in. I think there might be eight or ten. I can't remember. Um, and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm going to say I will slice it. It's not quite a dissect it because it's not the coolest thing I've ever watched, but I really liked it. Do they say like checkmate hella dramatic every every episode? Um, no, because there's apparently there like I'm Is learning that like things a, like a like a pathetic move to do is checkmate like not that big of a deal apparently like if you like i've learned something that i don't know if it's real but in like chess society if you lose your queen and like such an embarrassing like basically when you get to that point where you're gonna be checkmated or whatever Mm -hmm. where you're in check uh then you are you're supposed to resign like you're not supposed to like play through the end of the game so you're not supposed to try to win? Yeah, you're, supposed, you you're supposed to respect their skill in getting to that point and be like, okay, I resign and, like, shake hands. Which is, like, I don't understand that. So I, I feel like, can't, why can't I just finish the game, though? Because, like, I could, I might, I might be able to. Mm-hmm. I guess in their, like, really, like, savant um, prodigy brains, they know that there's no possible moves and then they really should have noticed or seen that coming or whatever. That's mm-hmm. the, the kind of the, the vibe I get from that. Little so thing. it's like to embarrass them really is what it is. I guess like they should be embarrassed that they lost their queen in such a way. So they are mm. all right. Here you go, and you don't even say checkmate. You're just like okay, like shake your hands and mm. walk away. It's weird. So I, I don't slap their hand away. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how accurate it is, but it's it's very fun to see the little like however fictional they may be quirks and like requirements within this like chess society i would fake an earthquake yeah and then all the pieces would get knocked off and then be fuck i guess we gotta start over yeah so i also learned you're supposed to like write down every move when you're playing like they write i would also start a fire (laughs) yeah okay so i guess it was me who started the fire at that point yeah it seems like it so yeah, it's a it's a fun watch. I'd, I'd recommend it if anybody is interested in a drama. I'm literally only interested because of Anya Taylor Joy being in it. Yeah. But when I walked in on you watching it a few times, it was always the little child girl. And yeah. I'm like, is this, is she even in this fucking show? Is there like three scenes that she's maybe in the, throughout the no, show she's, it's and most, so it's her it's mostly her it's just you watched me i think i was watching the second the first episode and then like it was a flashback in the second there was a little bit of the second episode as well mm. that she was a little girl so gotcha gotcha yeah and these are hour long 45 30 45 i think 45 okay yeah that completely changes whether i'm gonna watch it or not yeah i know <laughs> uh i watched a Hulu movie called Delivered. It's basically a horror film. The synopsis for this film is a pregnant woman meets another pregnant woman at a parenting kind of prep class Mm -hmm. for new mothers and is invited to her place for dinner. It's out in the middle of nowhere and she ends up getting taken hostage, tied up on a bed. Okay. Uh, And it's basically like a, a misery type storyline where right. okay. this woman wants her child for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a, a horror type thriller. I want to say it was like an hour and a half. Uh, it was really slow and boring. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, it was really about, it was like this whole cat and mouse idea of her trying to escape, but really not much happened. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was very disappointing. 
And they did, of course, the one thing that I fucking hate in movies where they use a pet for cheap shock value. Oh, okay. And I was really not okay with that because what the way they used it, they could have easily done it without that. Yeah. And it would have gotten the same result. I see. So that really dropped my opinion of this film. That's like a big thing. A lot of horror movies do that. It seems like the trendy thing now, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, we want to make sure you're taking it seriously, so we're going to kill the pet. Yeah. But now I just hate you. Yeah. I don't take you seriously. Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) Right. So the trailer had my interest, but overall, this was a very disappointing film. I I would have to say it's a burn it for me. Mm. So HBO can take it over. Yeah. Start a fire on it. Yeah. On it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We also watched a movie. We usually watch something together. We watched Get Duked. This was actually uh, released um, the South by Southwest Festival last year and finally came to Amazon Prime uh, August 28th of this year, at least in the U.S. So uh, it's a British movie or about British folks. Uh, it was a basically the premise of this movie is four teens go on this like camping trip situation as part of a like award deal um, where they end up getting hunted by aristocrats and or royalty. It's unclear. But, like, not commoners. <laughs> like, the whole point of this award thing is they basically have to go on this hiking trip. Yeah, so the three of the teens are, like, hip-hop anarchist delinquents. And then the fourth is just doing it to improve his CV. So he's just like, oh, it looks good on my resume so I can get into college. Mm-hmm. Essentially, like Eagle Scouts. Yes. So he volunteered for it, but most people get recommended for it because they're, like, little they're being little shit bags mm-hmm. essentially yeah little ones yeah <laughs> i mean they weren't big <laughs> so yeah it's kind of like the uh what is that called the hunted or hunters the hunt the hunt whatever you, you know what i meant <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hunt um but british and but british yeah <laughs> So most of the cast was fairly unknown. There was a couple people that I recognized. Jonathan Aris played Mr. Carlyle, who was like the leader of the group. Um, and he was actually in Sherlock and he was in... When you say the leader, what do you mean? And when I say the leader, I mean he was like the adult who was like their chaperone. But like okay. he wasn't really a chaperone officially. So that guy. Okay. Um, and he was actually one of the senators in uh, one of the... Senator Noor Jebel in one of the... In Rogue One. Um, he's all over the place. I recognized him from quite a few things. Um, and then Katie Dickey was Sergeant Morag. And if we recognize her from Game of Thrones, she was uh, Sansa and Arya's aunt. I thought she looked familiar. Yeah. She's the one that the, feeds her she was the very, teenage boy. Yes. The that, boob. Yeah. I was he, like. <laughs> he's like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to like put that in the notes. But I was like, eh, I'll just say it. <laughs> I was going to say... No, I recognize her in the movie. Yeah. I was like, ah, she's just... I've seen her in something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She's in a few other things, but I should say she's never going to not be yeah. that person to me. Yeah. Um, and then Eddie Izzard, who's like one of my personal favorites, uh, played the Duke. And I put that in quotation marks in case anybody wasn't clear. Um, he's known for mostly his like stand-up comedy, but he's been in a lot of serious stuff recently. He was in The Riches, and he was also Roman... What? Recently... And then you list something from, like, 15 years ago. Well, he's in a lot of more serious stuff recently that I didn't watch. But I know him from... I know he was also in The Riches, and he was in Ocean 13, or 12 and 13 as Roman. So, and there's other stuff, but... 
I don't know. I didn't watch his recent stuff because I like him as a comedian. He was in the Oceans movies? Mm-hmm. He's Roman. He was like I, a British... You, you tell me as though I know what that I means. I mean, I don't know if people know that. I've seen those movies back when they were okay. released. He was like a British <laughs> okay. locksmith or whatever the fuck I guy that they were with. I realize he was in those movies. Yeah. Um, he's a lot of things, but anyway. Yeah, so. he was in The Riches. Shut up. So yeah, this is basically this. This was following the kids through their like adventures of trying to get from point A to point B, while being hunted, mm-hmm. essentially. And there's a lot of like ridiculous humor in it. There were offhanded comments that were like, "That doesn't make any sense." And then at the end, are like, "Okay, like things would come from full circle that I don't think yeah. we expected." I to. think this was marketed like a comedy. Yeah. I think most of its humor was mainly around the interactions of. The four boys. Like, yeah. it was them learning, I guess, mm-hmm. each other and, yeah. and like, interacting and, like... And, like, trying to be a team or whatever, even though the three of them know each other, but the fourth one yeah. doesn't know them. That was a nice bit where they yeah. had to do this checklist of shit that they did yeah. to accomplish this goal. <laughs> yeah. And he kept erasing teamwork yeah. every time they fucked yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, never mind. That didn't count. Um, so it was interesting to see the dynamic of the, the three people who, like, already knew each other, and they were kind of, like, shitty, and you were like, God, I fucking hate these people. But were they, though? Because I feel like they made them, they narrated them like they were shitty, but, like, they weren't really shitty this whole film, because the fourth kid who didn't know them and was clearly a loser in in the scenario had no friends. Yeah. They were very open and welcoming to him. That's true. When you were, like, my first thought was, oh... They don't like this kid. He's, yeah. he's a loser to them. Mm-hmm. But, like, they were nothing but nice to him. So, like, were That's they true. really mean kids? And... No, I don't. I wouldn't say they're mean. I just said they were shitty because they, like, did, like, crime-ish things. Okay. Yeah. And I say crime-ish because you know why. Yeah. The reasons that they, they, the things that they did. But, like, they just were, like, just kind of dicey. They're outsiders. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. Yeah. They were a specific group of people. They weren't, like... <laughs> They weren't, like, your standard, like, rule followers Mm -hmm. is what I meant by that. Yeah. So, but I really, kind of when we first started this, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Um, But then as it, the longer we watched, the more I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the humor you had to really, I think you had to really pay attention to the conversations for the humor to land. Yes. Because it didn't always land until a couple scenes later. Yeah, or Um, lots of minutes later. And I, I really loved the... The, basically, like the subplot of the police officers investigating some non-related thing, a completely unrelated thing. Yeah, and I loved like they had this whole bread yeah, thief, the bread thief. That was like the big crime they were trying to solve. Yeah, it was like the biggest crime they've had in years. Yeah, yeah. it was somebody just stealing people's bread. Yeah, they were stealing all the bread in Scotland. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So I really enjoyed how uh, they tied everything together. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I I hated the kids in the beginning, the three mm. delinquents. I was like, these kids are fucking trash. But this, they were they bothered. They were like, oh, that kid's just gotcha. getting into trouble for yeah. no reason, you know. And mm-hmm. the fucking DJ Beetroot, like yeah, get that was the an ongoing joke. Was he? That was yeah. His, yeah, that was his his official name. He was telling people, yeah. even though he clearly made it up. Yeah, yeah. But was, the chemistry was really good. The, the yeah. dynamic of the different kids one was like trying to be a dj the other one was just like an idiot and yeah <laughs> one was was a goodie two shoes and yeah the other one i don't even know i guess he was just like 
I think two of them were just idiots. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> but they ended up having like skills that and knowledge that got them through the situation. Each one of them kind of had something they to had contribute. Teamwork. Exactly. They they ended up contributing equally to the team of getting themselves through what they got yeah. through. So and at first, I thought this was going to be more like a horror comedy, but it was mm-hmm. really just more of a comedy. Yeah. I feel like there was not as much of a horror element as I thought there was going to be. Yeah. Which was a little disappointing, right. but the movie overall, I think, worked and it. Even though it wasn't what I thought it was, it was it was still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I personally would give this a slice it. I really enjoyed it. I'm also going to take a slice of it. Yeah? Yeah. Slice of that bread? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Yeah, and it's on Amazon Prime, so you, anyone who has that it doesn't need yeah. to... Especially if you like, I don't know, British comedy or like a little bit... Comedy that maybe doesn't come around for a few scenes. The punchline doesn't come around for a few scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, though, Eddie Izzard, I would not even have known it was him because he's always wearing a mask Yeah. in this. Yeah. And then on top of that, you had me thinking that he was like this big, outrageous character of a person. <laughs> and when he was just this... Normal guy. Normal, boring guy in this film. Yeah. In my mind, at least. I mean, he was, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, it's a good thing they got Eddie Izzard, apparently. Well, to do this. that's why I said he's more of a serious actor these days. He, I don't know if he, I think he still does stand up, but he hasn't filmed a special in quite some time because he's been doing like serious acting because he's mm. been in the like political, the Labor Party situation over there. He's been doing like political okay. stuff as well. So I gotcha. think he cut back on his comedy stand up stuff. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sorry for that mislead. <laughs> uh, if anybody hasn't watched his stand up, and you like British humor, I highly recommend it. <laughs> just saying. Were you thinking of a joke when you laughed? Yeah, I was just thinking about how fucking hilarious he is. Gotcha. There's so many really good jokes. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's it for what we watched this week. If you're still listening, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, check us out on Facebook. We have a group called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. While you're at it, don't forget to like subscribe rate our podcast or um if you don't mind even leave us a review on your podcast service if if you have apple Podcasts, that would be especially good to get a review on so that we can get up on the charts and people will notice us we would even like direct feedback if you are interested you can send us an email at dtfpod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you you can also find us on dtfcast.com or follow steven on social media at classy cat down instagram and twitter okay Let's get into the gaming news. First up, we have some release- releases for you guys. Um, multi-platform, November 17th, we have Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate Edition is coming out. Um, November 23rd, World of Warcraft Shadowlands expansion is releasing. And November 25th, Just Dance 2021 is coming out. On the Switch, we have November 20th, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which has a demo if anybody wants to check that out. Uh, and November 24th, Cobra Kai, The Karate Kid Saga Continues releases on Switch. So, safe to say the the show is, has been a hit and they are making games because of it? Yeah, seems like it. We're a little light on releases this week because they all came out last week. <laughs> uh, no delays to mention, which is kind of exciting these days. Yeah. It's of note. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we don't have any bad news. 
in our DTF quickies. Capcom has been hacked, apparently, according to GameSpot. Internal servers were reportedly hacked, and new details on game releases have been seen online as of late. Oh. Resident Evil 8, also known as Resident Evil Village, is supposedly going to have an April 2021 release date. Okay. There's also a potential Resident Evil Battle Royale game. What? Possibly in the works. That will be released in September 2021. That sounds insane. They've been working their way into multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 3 the remake, they had that multiplayer thingy that I thought sucked, but it was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're venturing. They've always tried. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise for the Switch is apparently getting an October 2021 release date, if this is true from the hacked data. Very interesting. Xbox News on Twitter has reported that Bethesda has a new unannounced video game that they are working on. This was found because of a job listing that confirmed the first party studio was working on something. Interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what that is and where it lands on a console, if it's going to be exclusive or what. Yeah. I know that's what everyone's looking at. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's even completely finished the the, 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 deal. the deal. I don't think it's complete yet. Yeah. As far as Xbox owning those companies. So uh. we'll see. Okay. I mean... It, it, the ink is still wet. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a problem, but... Yeah. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima sold 5 million copies. This is a PS4 exclusive that set a record for fastest selling original PS4 exclusive. Uh, the game was released in July and it's... This year? Sold 5 million copies. Damn. So that's a lot. Yeah. Impressive. We don't have this yet, but I actually was interested in this one, especially with the co-op version that they've added in the update, so we could play together. Okay. Now we got ourselves a PS5. We could play PS4, PS5 duo. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game similar to the strategy slasher, Neo One and Two Remastered, was announced for PS5, and that's coming in 2021. Okay. No shock there. Yeah. Uh. PS5's DualSense controller is now supported on Steam. Valve announced the support on its Steam client beta, saying that features such as Rumble, Trackpad, and Gyro are not yet supported, but they will be at some point. Yeah. I mean, that's probably a lot harder to integrate. Yeah, plus they probably have to make some kind of deal with Sony in order to even have access to to those features, Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's all patent stuff, so... But hey, if you have a PS5 controller waiting for your PS5 to ship months from now, good news. You could use it on your PC. Yeah, in case you were just dying for something to do with it. Hey, I, I've seen people in some of the groups I'm in where well, they they're... actually have the controller. They uh-huh. bought the PS5 controller with the console, mm-hmm. got the controller, but they've had delays or what have you on the console. Oh, interesting. So they don't even have it yet. That's a bummer. Yep. Uh, you know what else is a bummer? Hmm. PS5 won't be supporting web browser. Well, that's... Yeah. Sony revealed that the PS5 won't have a web browser, even though the PS3 and the PS4 both had. I, I mean, they just were like, yeah, we don't care enough? Or that seems uh, kind of odd. This was translated in an interview between AV Watch and Senior Vice President Hideaki Nishino, saying, we have doubts about whether a web browser is necessary for a game console as an app. So we'll have to wait and see. Now... Don't worry, everybody. (laughs) Do not worry. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a Pornhub app directly on the PS5. (laughs) You think so? (laughs) 
dedica- a dedicated app, yeah. I'm sure is on its way if there's no web browser. And that's a good point. There is no way Sony would want to take away all the porn. The top <laughs> used site on the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're going to have to find a way around it. <laughs> Do you think that had any factor in the decision to not have a web browser they're like mm, we do want to keep this family friendly look maybe yeah. let's not have the porn hub unofficial app on, yeah, the, that, on the ps5 that's true <laughs> how does that work so does everyone that uses that like puts an app out for these stores they have to get it approved by that store right so like in theory they would <laughs> <laughs> if some, Sony would have to approve a Pornhub yeah, app okay. on the PlayStation. And they really, yes. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> it's probably never going to happen. I know, but it just sounds that was funny. The joke. It was just funny to think about, so I was curious. <laughs> hey, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they've tried. Yeah. I don't know. So you're just going to have to watch porn on your phone while you're playing your games. <laughs> yeah, while you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, well, I mean, on the topic of kid-friendly. Fortnite is getting a Marvel Venom skin. This is via GameSpot. Players who rank well in a Marvel Knockout Competition tournament will get access to the skin. This tournament is taking place on November 18th, so just a few days. Mm. Uh, It will also be available for purchase in the shop at a later date for anybody who... Mm. Who wants to give them more money. ...didn't get good. Yeah. (laughs) Or didn't have access to their parents' credit card number. Right. I... God, I just, I want that game to die. (laughs) (laughs) My big gripe is why the fuck can't we get these kind of things in Warzone or another BR game that other aged people play? Yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder the same thing. Because there is literally a Venom character... I think it's Flash Thompson becomes Venom at some point in the comics. Mm-hmm. And he's like a military like soldier or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he's just basically looks like he's got like a SWAT suit on. Mm. But it's Venom. Like oh, symbiote armor. Okay, okay. Like what you that would that would work within the realm of Call of Duty. Like right. it would look like it fits the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Fucking children get all the good stuff, you know? Yeah. It's bullshit. I agree. But on the topic of Warzone, the game did get a patch because of the new generation of consoles being released. Uh, they added a version of private matches for Battle Royale, requiring at least 50 players to play. Okay. Or 30 players if you're playing Plunder. So you have to have a lot of fucking friends. Who, I was going to say, who has 50 friends? Yeah, I, I'm lucky if I have five friends online. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> that's not helpful. Yeah, The, the people all. that want not private matches, that's not helpful to them. Not at all. Yeah. But that's a thing. So anybody who does have a lot of friends okay. or fake-ass friends, more likely. Yeah, yeah. People that add them oh. just because they play the game. But good luck having party chats with all those people. Yeah. Uh, also, they're adding a high-res high texture pack, which will be added to Xbox One X, Xbox Series X, PS4 Pro, and PS5. Not the generic-ass PS4? Because it's a PS4 Pro. Oh. It's a joke. It's fine. Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. I had... I, sorry. <laughs> You had a long day. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Also, they don't have the regular Xbox One or the S. because oh, fair enough. Or even the Series S because it's about 4K. Got it. Got it. Okay. Another issue pertaining to the PS5 Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War game uh, has 
glitched for some users where their PS5 has downloaded the PS4 version of the game and not the PS5 version. Ooh, that sucks. So if you didn't even notice, shit's about to get real. Yeah. <laughs> so be sure to go check your, your settings to make sure you have the correct version on your PS5. The recommendation is to select the three dots by the game on dashboard and select PS5 full Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Seems simple enough. Yeah. So this was happening like kind of by default if you're just install doing install all for like yeah. So if you installed because they allow you to pick and choose what you're downloading, so you don't have yeah. to have everything if you don't like yeah. playing certain game types. Okay. Uh, so I guess there was a glitch. So if you do just do all, it triggered the PS4 version, not the PS5. Oh, okay, gotcha. And I guess it just wouldn't detect it was a PS5 version of That's the weird. or console. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a simple fix. We did just have the release of two consoles this last week. The PS5 already, after not even a week, has seen issues where the PS5 was bricking for some players. Mm, yeah. Which means it basically shut down and wouldn't operate after that. Uh, initially reported by a YouTuber on Twitter before the launch of the console. Because, you know, this guy had an early access console, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now other people are having the same issues where their PS5 are bricking. And what it seems to be is players who play Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered on the PS5 and put the game into rest mode after, and put the game and console into rest mode after, are having an issue where the console activates the storage rebuild mode. Which what? usually happens when you have an error with a download or something like yeah. that. Or something wasn't shut down properly. I have it on my PS4 occasionally. I think mm. it's related to the external. Okay. Uh, but specifically this game seems to be having a glitch where it's issuing a brick problem with the console. Uh, some users have found success in the rebuild by just letting it happen. Others have had an error that went to a black screen forcing them to reset the console altogether, like a manufacturer reset. Hmm, that's a bummer. I'm going to fucking reset your shit after you finally got it set up. Yeah, especially, and then with, started playing. especially with the issues with some of the other stuff. So yeah. people have also had crashes and other technical issues trying to run external storage drives through the rear USB port. Okay. Which I was kind of confused on this aspect because I thought they said out of the gate external was not going to be supported at launch. I thought they said that too. So does this mean that this is because people didn't hear that and they're putting it in and maybe that's the relation Maybe people to the are problem? like, yeah, I can get it to work though. I'm plugging it in But anyway. it is working for some people. So yeah. maybe, maybe there's a fine print on what does and doesn't work as far as external They probably use. were just like, we're going to say it doesn't work because we don't people fucking pissed that shit's not working. Maybe there was just glitches that they yeah. need to fix. Yeah. It mm-hmm. does seem like it's related to the back port. So uh, presumably the front ports are not having problems. Yeah, that's weird. I have not tested it myself because yeah. I do not care to. Yeah, not necessary. I'd rather be able to play my... Yeah. PS5, and I only care to play games that are newer anyways, so yes. I don't need to worry about older games. I can just play on my PS4 still. Yeah, exactly. Another issue. And another thing. <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> uh, transferring PS4 data to the PS5 has had issues where people are seeing extremely low transfer speeds or no transfer progress at all. Mm, okay. Uh, this seems to be related to, again, using the USB port in the back of the console mm-hmm. 
and it's recommended not to use a LAN cord, but to use the Wi-Fi to do the transfer. Oh. So this was the thing Seems... where we did the setup where it was like, do you want to uh-huh. connect your PS4 or your PS5 to yeah. transfer data? That's uh-huh. what this is related to. And we were like, oh, we'll do it later. Hmm. And I do have my cord hooked into my PS5. Yeah. So I'm like, whew. Yeah. Thank fucking God I didn't do that. Yeah, seriously. Also, not playing Spider-Man Remastered until there's a f- official fix to this problem. Yeah, definitely. But to be fair, in the Xbox realm, Microsoft is supposedly having some issues as well as far as disk drives on the Series X. Mm, okay. So gamers on social media have shared their experiences with the disk drive failing on the console. Some drives won't pull in the disk when it, mm. you know, it's supposed to feed it in. It's just right. not, it doesn't know what to do. Okay. Uh, so you can't even put a disc in. Uh, others are having issues where they're hearing this really scary, uncomfortable clicking sound. Like it's struggling really hard mm, to okay. load the disc. Okay. And it's not at all normal. Uh, and others just wouldn't have the disc read at all when they were loading it. That's... Their dashboard just doesn't show anything happening. Oh, I see. Uh, Xbox support on Twitter responded... At Microsoft, we put all of our products through rigorous quality assurance testing. We encourage any customers who experience issues with their hardware to visit. There's some long ass URL thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for fastest self support assistance. Self support assistance. Meaning they Meaning, aren't. They're going to give you tips on what to yeah, try. And here's you have to do what it you can do for yourself. And then when you break it, yeah, don't bother. Oh, that's out of warranty. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, you avoided the warranty, so bye. Well, you, you weren't supposed to open it. <laughs> yeah. You, you told, told me, me to, to open it. it. <laughs> what? No, that can't be right. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I know when we were just calling about the stupid fucking digital movie mm, thing. Mm, yeah. It was a headache to even get a hold of somebody. Yeah, that's true. So I can only imagine for a, a new console launch. Um, it doesn't seem like it's a lot of consoles. It seems like it's a small portion. So on both sides. It doesn't seem yeah. like it's a big problem. Yeah. But hopefully those those issues get fixed for people. Yeah. All right. We did play some stuff. Mm-hmm. Next gen related. We're both playing a handful of things we're going to get into whenever we finish them. But we have a couple of things for you just to start you off. Because it'll take us a while to get through that next-gen library. Yeah, I, I, one thing I did finish, which I would hope so, it's a really short game. I played Bright Memory, which is essentially a demo. Mm-hmm. It's not marketed like a demo, but it's essentially a demo. Oh, this is that $8 game, right? It's an $8 game on the Xbox Marketplace, yes. Was that on the next-gen? or on? Yes, the... it's oh, next-gen. okay, so got it. So it's Xbox so... Series X. Good. Uh, basically... This was like a 30-minute-ish game. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of Devil May Cry meets Doom meets Tomb Raider. Okay. It's first person, very action-oriented, like kind of arcade fighting. Okay. You have like this sword attack that you can do as well as guns. And you, know, you get a high score and it just it, style points or whatever like Devil got May it, Cry does. It. Okay, okay. So it, the game only takes about 30 minutes to play, but they have a replay value to it where you play it like five plus times for the achievements or whatever. Okay. Um, and then they have unlockables that you can get by doing certain stuff. And there is replay value to it. But overall, 
after a few sessions of beating it, you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised they're charging for this because it feels like it's a demo mm-hmm. disguised as a game. Right. But at the same time, from what I understand, it's like one guy working on this game, mm-hmm. which the full release will be a separate thing. Mm-hmm. Regular price, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, called Bright Memory Infinite, which I think we saw this on the first third party Xbox game reveal. Yeah. So I wonder if this is just a way for him to get some capital. That's what I'm thinking is like yeah. maybe he's running low on funds mm-hmm. and he needs to like boost the completion of the game. Yeah. And so this yeah. was his way of doing that. Yeah. I mean, $8 is not a big deal. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that I, I didn't want to pay $8. It's right. fun for what it is. You, you spend $8, you play it. Even if you play only a couple times, you got your money's worth. Right. Yeah. But when you see other people have demos and then you pay for this one, it feels a little weird. But I yeah. guess it's a little bit more than a demo. It's between a demo and a, a small game, I guess. Right. It's interesting, so, yeah. I did have fun, though. So I, I would say, I would have to say it's a slice it for me. Because, not because there's a bunch of sword attacks in the game. Okay. But because it just, overall, I had a good time. Like, it was a positive experience. Graphically, I feel like it wasn't at the level that I was expecting for next gen, mm-hmm. but it didn't look bad. Okay. It just wasn't what I was thinking it would look like, but that could just be because it is, in essence, just a demo type thing. Right. It's like uh, a... Because I know when we saw the actual footage of the full game on that conference thing, it looked gorgeous. Right. So I'm expecting it to be better <laughs> than yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's something that I would play or care to play? Mm, they do have different difficulties, so you would probably enjoy just trying it out. Okay. I don't think you'd go back for replays, but I think yeah. you would be okay trying it out. Trying it out? Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. We'll see. There's like small puzzle like aspects to it, but mm-hmm. nothing that's really that hard to figure out. It's just kind of mess with it a couple times. You'll figure it out. You don't have to really do a lot of thinking. Okay. Good to know. I'll keep that in mind for when I'm playing. Not to say that you struggle with puzzles. Just (laughs) it's user friendly is what I'm saying. Right. I got it. (laughs) I wasn't taking it as an insult. (laughs) My afterthought was like, oh, I just completely insulted her. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that by playing this next game, I think the puzzles in this next game were actually a lot of fun. Astro's Playground. I feel like this, uh, this game was a big surprise for me. I think I probably, like, talked shit about it whenever we're like, oh, great, this game's happening. We talked about it like it was going to be just kind of a how your controller works and whatever bullshit on PS5. And I found it to be uh, much, much more than that. I have to agree. I was really, really surprised by this game. I was going into it, like you said, thinking this was just more like a, oh, this is how the Rumble controller feature works or yeah. uh, adaptive triggers where the fuck they're calling them now yeah this is how this works and stuff like that and i was not expecting much out of it yeah it ended up being a very pleasant fun well thought out i guess you would say mini game it yeah it's yeah it's definitely not a big it's not game. a full game but yeah. it's it's like like four five-ish levels with yeah. a bunch of replay value as far as collecting these little figurine things in game yeah um 
I don't know if I want to give out a, a lot of details about the collectible type stuff because it's really fun to kind of explore and learn it. about yourself. Yeah, so yeah. I'll probably keep that hidden. But overall, this was a lot of fun. There was a, Each level was based on different generations of PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to go back down memory lane with stuff. And, and they had all of their little Astrobot characters that mm-hmm. would be in like the backgrounds and on the sides and stuff right. just kind of visuals that yeah. that were animated little reference representations of all these different classic games throughout yeah. the generations for each console yeah there's a lot of they were like wearing costumes and like doing parts and there was like just, yeah I, I saw resident evil i yes. saw silent hill i saw metal gear i saw tomb raider um i saw uh, all, Breath, what's all it the, called? All the exclusives, obviously. Yeah, there was um, that one the last with the redheaded chick. What's that called? Oh. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, there I we went go. like as soon as you said, it, I was like, "Well, I know, but now I don't." Yeah, Horizon. Yeah, like it was just and really God of fun. War. Yeah, it, you could tell they put a lot of yes. effort and detail into these things. They really had fun with it. So, really, if you're gonna, like, I a highly recommend you play this. I mean, it's free. It's right? free. Yeah. Well, it's five hundred dollars. Okay, fair. I guess I should put that on. Plus it's five hundred dollars. <laughs> but uh, it's free if you already bought the console, at least, and uh, you don't have to pay anything extra. And if you're gonna play it, just pay attention to your surroundings, like always, because there's just fun little bullshit all around, mm-hmm. like little things that you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've learned just me just trying to fuck around with things, yeah, just being me, mm-hmm. unlocked trophies, yeah. That I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I, it's... I, I just predicted that. Yeah. This game has a lot of things that are like the example of who, if you have somebody who's like, I wonder what this does, makes a game. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's this button do? Oh, yeah. what's that do? What happened? Do not, happened? do not touch. Yeah. Punches touch. it. <laughs> There's a lot of silly things that. You might not expect to. Yeah, the the charm of the interactions with your character and all of the other bots, mm-hmm. especially the ones that are doing these little animated role playing yes. of these different yeah. games, you can interact with them by yeah. punching them and stuff, and they will respond to you. Yes. Um, this was a a full on platformer. Yeah. Which here's my only complaint. I will say, I, I think okay. Well, first off, this is one of the best platformers I think I've played in a long time. Mm-hmm. This is probably a hot take. I feel like this is maybe even better than Mario Odyssey. I had a blast with this. Yeah. And I'm going to go back and get all the trophies for sure. Yeah. I think I'm about halfway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're now I, just watching you for a little bit while you were finishing up one one of the areas. I was like, okay, well, now I have to go back and get those fucking trophies. I so. just went to play a little bit more before you came home from work. Yeah. Before we recorded. And I beat the fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. Aside from yeah. 100% completionist yeah yeah so it it, i think it's about an hour and a half to three hours depending on your speed of of progressing through the levels yeah i'm not gonna lie like i got some i got pretty fucking heated in some sections because i I just really fucking hated the controls in one of the specific sections i was like i fucking hate this i was so mad at it yeah but i was it i was lucky that i went there last or whatever like i had done the other three the other some other areas that had controls that I didn't have a problem with. 
And then I finally went to this one and I was like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. And then I was pissed because I was like, I was so close. I was thinking like, oh, I'm close to finishing the game. Like, I just have to finish this, you know? Mm. And then I was just, I was pissed off that it was taking me so long to finish something that I'd already enjoyed. And then that particular section was making me dislike that. I don't know. So I have this issue with platformers and yeah, generally platformers where if I can't figure out like i really like them until i fucking hate them mm-hmm. like i don't usually come out middle of the road on any kind of platformer i get stuck somewhere and then i can't get past it and then i get fucking pissed and i never go back to it so um i got really pissed at this one but i'm gonna go back to it because it it was actually overall a lot more fun than it was irritating so and it's obviously kid friendly yes like it, yeah it's designed for mm-hmm. children to enjoy yeah um but I was going to say was I was a little disappointed in or my only negative I would say is the fact that this was designed for PS5 and not for a PSVR mm-hmm. has me worried that they are dropping their support for PlayStation VR. Yeah. It makes me feel like they are shifting this character over to just being a mascot for the console and not a mascot for VR. That's fair. But there's some things that happen in the game that I think might lead you to think otherwise. Whenever the character is idle, he puts on like the VR headset and it's like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do. They they do represent VR. Yeah. And they, I mean, like, of course, that's like a part of. That's part part of the brand, right? Yeah. It's part of so that could their very, product line. That could just be a reference to the it's bat a, pe- yeah, section. Yeah. That is actually a cool thing that they do when he, when your character is idle. They have little animations. That that's kind of goes back to the detail. Yeah. Like, he'll put on a VR headset. Like, he's just yeah. playing around waiting for you. Yeah. And then there's also a one where he plays his Vita. He sits down and yeah. plays the Vita while he's waiting around. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess in that sense, it could just be referencing part of the brand, not necessarily something yeah. that's current. It was just a thought. I mean, yeah. uh, everyone's expecting a new VR version 2 for mm-hmm. the PS5, right? They obviously have a camera that they built. Uh, yeah. they, they made an adapter for the current VR to work using the old camera mm-hmm. with the PS5. So obviously they're they're supporting it to an extent. I guess I'm just worried that they will drop it at some point like the Vita. Yeah. But I feel like VR really hasn't, unless it's still considered ahead of its time. But I feel like people are really, I don't know, maybe it's just still beyond the price point of a lot of people. But VR it's just, is like it's, a, such a different experience. It's just one of those things you have to have. You have to try it in order to really get it. That's true. Like you, you know what VR is, but you don't get that feeling of VR until yeah. you literally are in one. Yeah. And it's so fucking fun. Yeah, there's some things that have that are like in VR are fun as fuck, and if you just describe it as a regular game, you're like, yeah, that sounds. You're dumb. Like, yeah, that's a video game. Yeah. Like. But she- like no, but like I was there, I was motherfucker. In it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Can I? Can you imagine, like, if Shooty Fruity was like a regular game? I wouldn't play that. Yeah, but in that's v- true. That's but true. in VR, it's fucking amazing. It's yeah. so much fun. So, I think they fucking nailed it with this game. Absolutely. In fact, I'm a little surprised they didn't charge for this game. Yeah, like you could have charged twenty bucks. Yeah, thirty bucks. Definitely. Maybe. Especially with what they're trying to do with some of these other games. Yeah, how much they're charging. So. It is nice that they gave it with the console. Yeah. 
uh, and like I said, there's so much nostalgia feelings to it. I went through the first level I played. I was just smiling and having a great time. Yeah. The music is fucking great. Yeah. It's, it's so really catchy. Good. Yeah. Parts of it, I'm like, this is from something. Yeah. And I'm like distracted trying to figure that out. Yeah. We still haven't figured out what it's no, from. I but it's great. Yeah. So it's, go listen it's, to it. It's great. I love it. Um, the mechanics, I will say this though. I do feel like they are a little gimmicky with the mechanics yeah. because it's all wrapped around the idea of using the PS5 DualSense controller for the motion. You know, you you move the controller around to do interactive stuff in the world or it's got the adaptive triggers that are used to do controls for certain characters. Yeah, and then it's got the microphone that you use yes they got, i don't know yeah. what the fuck that's about I, that's gonna be dropped by many thing. game developers yeah. i think you yeah. basically blow into the microphone there's like a literally a microphone like a hole or whatever <laughs> hole not even like a little yeah it's just a hole yeah and you blow into it to yeah. like activate fans in the game yeah to move platforms and stuff yeah unless they're gonna create it's, and that's kind of where the kid stuff comes in yeah. right like yeah a child is gonna love this kind of yeah. stuff it's it makes it feel interactive yeah. right Somebody needs to make, like, a blowing out your birthday candles uh, game. Yeah. Because we can't do that in real life anymore. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they could put it into the Pornhub app. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. A lot of the controls are uh, very gimmicky just to get you, like, really focused on that controller specifically. Mm-hmm. So, like, they do have different things. Like, there's a jetpack little spaceship that you fly right yeah and then there's this monkey armor thing that you yeah. use to climb walls and stuff right yeah. and then mm-hmm. there was another one i, I can't draw you a get into like a ball basically okay yeah so yeah, yeah you roll around like a ball like a hamster yeah. yeah okay but like the two like the jetpack and the like the monkey climbing thing right yeah. they feel like they're basically the same controls but they feel completely different mm-hmm. because of what you're doing yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You do the same thing. You pull down the trigger mm-hmm. in order to do the action, right? Either it's to jet up or to climb up, right? Right. That's true. And then you tilt left and right to control the actual device. Yeah. Back and forth. So they're essentially the same control, but a different aspect of what you're doing. Right. And it feels different. So I will, that that's one positive is it does feel like even though you're doing the same exact motion mm-hmm. you feel like you're doing something else right well i for one i'm going to dissect this one because especially coming from me where i don't generally play platformers for very for very long <laughs> i really enjoyed it yeah this is easily a dissect it for me as well i was just blown away not because i was blowing into a microphone yeah but because i just honestly had little expectations of this game yeah and it just made me really love yeah this character. I, I, I honestly want to go back now when I finish this and I probably even just go back to the the Astros whatever on VR uh-huh. and play that because yeah. I never completed that. Just everything about it is so much fun. You know, and, and it's got moments where it feels like it's Mario. It's got moments where it feels like it's Sonic. Yeah. It feels like it's giving homage to like all of these classic platforming characters that we grew up with, but while also giving its own flavor. Yeah an experience to the to the player yeah definitely so it was it was great um yeah. i'm glad i have that especially since spider-man remastered apparently isn't 
touchable right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Spider-Man Miles Morales is only a 10-hour game, so I'll be done with that hopefully for next episode. Yeah. All right. That about does it for this week's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at, at DTFpod. Um, we'll be posting news and whatnot, and interact with, you can interact with us all week long. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We'd really appreciate any reviews, especially if you have Apple Podcasts, so we can get exposure. Um, if you want to send us direct feedback, you can send us an email at dtfpod at gmail.com. You can also send us suggestions or content requests to, to that same email. We would love to hear from you in any way. You can also find us on our website at dtfcast.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.